Hey folks, we're back. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 128. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Man, you didn't, let, you didn't even let that go for like... Because people God. skipped. We got to stretch out, man. They skipped over it. We got to stretch, stretch. They already skipped over it. You think so? I think they did. I don't know. And so now they're I just now that. hearing me, right? Most people, three, like, two, the, one. Now the, they're hearing the me. Top, because they just skipped the first the thirty seconds. The top podcasts have a hate, whole. They have a whole thing. They hate the the run it. They have a whole thing, man. I'm telling you, Pod Save America's got a whole boy. They got that's a horrible. I know it's a terrible. Bill thing Simmons, thing. three minutes. I just it's like through. three fucking minutes. Mark Marin, ten minutes. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just say this. That's all true, and I agree. And I think that, but even, I should not. I think it. even HBO intros, you know, like for that show about Trong. the billionaires. What, what was that show? Succession. One, Succession. Great. Really Tenth great episode. show, by the way. <laughs> great. T- I only watched the last three. It's a great show. I didn't watch any of the It's seven. a funny-ass show. I watched the last I agree. three. All right, There's okay. lots of comedy. Okay, look. You had your boy who's famous for being the brother of the other dude from Christmas McCulkin, Yeah. Who's a million times funny better an actor. Yes. He's, he's the best thing That's that right. that dad sperm ever right. produced. Oh, absolutely. Right. That sperm was rocking at that particular moment. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, he's, he's great. Okay, okay. But... The intro's too long. I agree. However, like, you know, two and a I half... I stepped on it. Two and a half seconds is too short. I stepped on it. There's a, there's a happy medium. I'm supposed to wait till the seventh. I think more. six and a half to eight seconds yeah, 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 is yeah. about where we want to be with My that. bad. And you know what? <clears throat> we just rattled off 45 seconds of stuff, so good content. Well, that's that's what you do, that's right? That's what you do. We uh, talk about how we fuck up on the show at the beginning of the show. Sure it's annoying. Quite a lot. People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, folks, we're... we're, we're just so you know, our, if you are a loyal listener, know that we're about to get our shit together and step it up. We're changing days of recording. We, we're going to ramp up the guest. But today, it's we're just We're stopping saying um and you know and as like, much, as and much, like, and like. And um. That's going to be so hard. See, it's that's just, just gonna, It's going to be totally silence hard. Silence is better than silence like Silence is um. better than like or um. That's right. I agree. I agree. So, uh, dude, I was in D.C. last week. And last Sunday. Yes. And I didn't get to talk about this on the really wonderful podcast with Dwayne. Yes. That the posted last week. That was folks. great. Please listen to that one. Don't listen to this Dwayne, one. Dwayne Brashears. That's right. No, listen to this one also because I got to say that our Just Us Chicken, we call these podcasts Just Us Chickens. And the Just Us Chickens podcasts are, Just I think, really good. They're good. They're fun. a lot of times. So I, I was in DC. I like them. I was in DC for the Could be um, narcissism for the rally. I was there for the Unite the Right rally, and you know, I knew ahead of time that there weren't there wasn't going to be much of turnout turnout from Jason Kettler's, uh, Kessler's Ku Klux Klan Nazi fascist group. That was the word on the street was that they weren't going to show. Right. There was a you had read about we'd all read about it. There was a fracture, fractions within their community, whatever. However, what they I were wa- frightened. What I wanna say is that the headline from that day was the counter demonstrators vastly outnumbered the fascists. But what I what I wanna make very clear is there was like less than two dozen fascists. Like the media members that were there to cover those fascists outnumbered the fascists. They made right. the that story only, only that the, story about media outnumbering the fascists oh, that became a story in media. So, so so they were writing about themselves. So you're seeing them <laughs> because they wouldn't let us, the counter demonstrators, get close to mm-hmm. the fascists. And and you know the the way that DC works, Lafayette Square is right up against the White House. So right. that street is locked down 247 anyway. Sure. And then the building to your right, if you're facing the White House, is the executive building, right, right? where the vice president works and other administrative staff. That and works, that's always, in quotes. That's, uh, right. Then, then that's locked down as well. So it's a really easy maneuver for the city to put these fucking 24 people right up against the White House because it's very easy to put 100 cops and horses, two dozen horses in between what was 5,000 of us, right? Right, sure. Look, I, 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 I went back and forth. My whole bag, I wasn't taking many photos. 
I was just hustling from place to place because there were four different parks that had anti-rally folks. And when I first got there, like four hours at a time of the of the of the rally, uh, there were a couple thousand people already um, at Lafayette. Then I went to Freedom Plaza and there was a couple thousand there and there were several thousand in the street. And it was it was great. I mean, I don't even like the takeaways were that, look, I like the funny signs. I like the fact that people were pissed, but also funny and also sympathetic to one another as human beings. Sure. You know, there's like, you get to, we're just like, we're better people than they are, you know? And you sense that. Oh, we're better people than Nazis? That's right. Yeah, we'd like to, yeah, right. I mean, that's like, like we saying, care like, for human beings. You know, the water in the toilet bowl is better than right. crap. How, you know? So that, that said, <laughs> that said, um, but I even think we're better some, than the there water. Was, there was some kick-ass you know. potential. Like there was, I, I like I said to you the other day, I was like, the Antifa, you know, those guys. Mm. I'm glad they were there. I was right. I was right, and I didn't learn till later that it was not a good thing to take okay, photos I, of those okay, folks. Okay, okay, okay. Because right. I did take photos of them. Yeah. And no one knocked my camera out of my hand. Like has been reported by other people who take photos of them. Apparently, oh, of they an don't Antifa. Like, Apparently right. the Antifa don't like you to take their photos. I and think I that they so, don't like it when they know that the person, the videos that I've seen is that, that I don't mean to sure. walk on you. The videos I've seen are the ones where they don't like the people who are in opposition to them taking video of them. And there are many people who are familiar with each other's personalities out there because they travel around the country beefing up against each other in right. these various different environments in Portland, in New York, in well, it didn't happen here in New Orleans. Right. And I and I want to do a New Orleans tie-in because I know that you were you were in DC, but like so many things that happen in this country, whether it's a, the rebirth of a genre of music or uh, being at ground zero of the civil rights movement, whether it be a latter-day civil rights movement or civil rights movement going all the way back to the beginning when we're talking about Plessy Ferguson, born out of uh, resistance here in New Orleans. Yet again, New Orleans finds it, found itself and continues to find itself at the epicenter of uh, this current brouhaha that's uh, occupied the obsessions of the far right because the activation of the nationwide movement to remove Confederate right. monuments began in New Orleans, and a linchpin of this current wave of white supremacists, other than Donald Trump getting elected, was the successful removal of these, these symbols and this iconography from the landscape of New Orleans by the previous mayor. Now, that maybe has given the mayor a little bit too much credit. He gets all the credit deserved for that. He gets... I think. No. You can question him on a million other things. No, 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 no. I disagree. I mean, that that fight goes back decades to get those monuments removed. and uh, But so, he did it in the middle of the night. No, I'm just he saying... He didn't tell anyone saying, he was look, doing it. I just think he handled that about as flawlessly as one could. No, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disputing the handling of it. I'm just saying the historic movement to remove monuments is that I'm talking about the heroification of Mitch Landrew and yep. his role in it. Uh, if anything, I agree with people who say that it was long past due. It should have been done by previous mayors, possibly mayors of color, who had the opportunity to do it. There was a movement. But they didn't. Listen, Jeff. listen, listen. I know, but I just want to say this, that... There was a movement, I'm talking about the history of how it happened, and that movement was afoot uh, way back in the early 90s. There was a, uh, there was a representative, Avery Alexander, um, who was arrested over the Liberty Monument, uh, the most controversial. They, keep, they always say that, the most controversial. They're all controversial and bad. Um, but there was one that was really heinous, you know, which was a monument to, basically to... Uh, the KKK that uh, and how the KKK slaughtered uh, a multi-ethnic uh, group of uh, police and others uh, in order to restore white supremacy to the city of New Orleans in the late 19th century in the Reconstruction era right. after the troops pulled out 
Um, and 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 so that that struggle's been going on for a long time. There is a uh, there is an activist group here in New Orleans called Take 'Em Down NOLA that is uh, really the impetus behind putting that stuff on the table. Sure. And so the mayor responded sure. to to that activism at, in the wake of the South Carolina shooting, uh, church shooting, <laughs> and and then New Orleans found itself boy, in the in the middle. But of, boy, did he do it tactfully. Well, I mean, Between, he, he tried. And, and no, he tried, tried, but the right wing doesn't allow he did it, for he, anything to be tactful. He, he did it tactfully, and he talked about it eloquently. And I'm just saying, and this... He did. I, this, I, I totally give him credit current, for that. I give him credit like, for that. What we're dealing with right now. Just that, though. The fact that he can talk eloquently. The fact that he can administer tactfully. Yeah, well... Si- silence again. I, silence because... I, it's we're under a barrage daily of stupidity, the likes of which the world has never seen since World War II, and the stupidity that was Adolf Hitler, and it's being it's being pushed out to the world by the president of the United States. I have a question for you, but here's my point: yeah. is that New Orleans was at the epicenter of that, you know, and and the whole Charlottesville thing. And the and then subsequently the fact that uh, it happened in Kessler Washington D.C. was the the excuse that the that these Nazis used for the Charlottesville rally was ostensibly because a statue of Robert E. Lee was coming down, which right. is a lie. That isn't why. But I also want to say this and hold on to your thought. When those people came here, okay, that uh, pastiche of what I think is a kind of like uh, its own kind of uh, uh, particular brew of immaturity and youthful uh, drama queen stuff between Antifa and a bunch of nerd dungeons. The whole thing about the violent clashes that take place with the shields and everything has a Dungeons and Dragons quality to it that I find extremely immature and very hard to stomach. And that's not just on the right. That's also on the left. And I'm not making a false equivalency because I'll take Antifa knocking the shit out of Nazis any day of the fucking week. Me too. But I want to say this. Both of those groups, and there there really weren't any quote-unquote Antifa here in New Orleans, but I can tell you this. The right-wing groups that came here, when they came to New Orleans, the most powerful thing that opposes those people, I'll say this, I'll go to the mat, is not Antifa. The most powerful thing that opposes those people is real people from the community who show up to these things. And what happened to them, uh, especially when the Robert E. Lee monument was uh, coming down in the run-up to that, is that real citizens from New Orleans who have no affiliation, no association, or no concern whatsoever for anything called Antifa or any of those movements showed up in order to shut these people down. I've never seen them more scared, more frightened, and go away more quickly than they did in this town. It was a display of meekness and a lack of any willingness whatsoever to engage in any kind of violence, except that that pressure caused them to turn on themselves. And the only recorded act of violence really that occurred was that one of those nerd Proud Boys got apparently in the face of an actual redneck, and the drunk redneck knocked out the Proud Boy. Right. And that was, the, that was what happened during, you know, there were two moments at the Robert E. Lee thing. There was a sure. big rally, you know, where the white supremacists showed up, and then they took the statue down. Right. And in both of them, they were just completely overwhelmed. Completely. Um, and that, to me, is very different than, like, what you see in Portland, where you get, where you get right. a, a shit ton of, like, actual Antifa people. Because you sense that a lot of that comes from the West Coast anyway. Totally, dude. Right? And so, and then you get also these Proud Boy people, and you sense that some of that comes from the West Coast also, and that... It's like Bend, Oregon versus this, Portland, Oregon is what it is. It's, it feels it's like Eugene. people, they're, they're, they're doing a Dungeons & Dragons thing. If, if it wasn't the case, and I'll warn it... It's kind of like I'll a warn sense it, of ownership. I'll warn Doesn't it by like saying this. Like, if, it, if it wasn't the case that demented and really fucked up 
mentally ill people gravitate toward this right-wing movement and wind up murdering people. And that's what happened with, I'm not excusing anybody by saying, quote unquote, mentally ill, but you're sick if you're out there running people over with a car or like this person in New Orleans, the latest thing that's happened in New Orleans is that, and it keeps regenerating itself. If you're one of the 38%. <clears throat> no, thir what is the 38, what is that? Let's say 38%. Who's oh. Donald Trump? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, there's a chance that you're one of the three percent who are like what you're describing. I I think it's more than that. I think I think out of the thirty eight percent, I would say there's something indelibly magnetic about right wing thought that attracts mentally ill and sure. fucked up and racist people. So it could be like ten percent. Look, there's people that say that racism in and of itself is a mental illness, you know? So, sure. So, so when you're talking about the definite, I'm going to say 10% of those people are, are, just, Ill. are just whack. They're, they're, yeah, they don't, they're not. Because they're frightened by brown color. They're just not in control of their faculties. Yes, they're not in control of their faculties, and they are bereft with a bereft they're 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 totally they're not bereft of they're totally <laughs> absorbed with uh i'm trying to use big vocabulary they're both absorbed and bereft they are yeah they're they're bereft of emotion and they're absorbed with hate you asked me to even hang though on. those are emotions me, i'm just contradicting myself to, left asked, and right you asked me to hang on to a thought and here's the thought that i'm hanging mm -hmm. on to i want to ask you mount rushmore yes what's the mount rushmore of People right now, on this date in August 2018, who are hysterically, for good reason, postulating our 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 state of being and welfare as a human society. Go. <laughs> now, does that is that is that is that a clear question or no? Like who are the people? I'll give you one. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. I'll t I'll give you one. I, I, Bill okay. Maher is on my one of my four. <laughs> who's who's just like saying? I think that's a flawed. People, one. we're pit. I mean, we're getting, we're really close. What I'm saying is like zero to ten. How fucked are we right now? I think it's a pure ten. And I'm saying, who's on our Mount Rushmore of people? Who I don't are think calling it's a it thing. out. I don't think it's like a thing. it's right before fucking. Oh, Hitler. on Mount, Rush Mount Rushmore of calling it out. Okay, Charles Blow. Charles Blow. Okay, that's one. I have Michael Moore on mine, and I have Bill Moore on mine. I just, I mean, Michael Moore has been around. I, I'm honestly, I'm hesitant because so much of it is about race that I want. You need a black people. Who are at the forefront of civil rights, real civil rights stuff to be hailed? But who's calling? Okay, so so yeah. so Charles Blow is a guy who is sure. But in terms of like really dialing it up, who's dialing it up? John Brennan is dialing it up. Well, uh, how John many how many Brennan. black people are dialing it up to the level that there's a bunch? I mean, there's there's all kinds of punditry out of people of color that are pundits that are dialing it up. You can't even turn on the TV without people no, somebody dialing I, it up. I think that white privilege gives you the privilege of being able to say this is like late 1930s Nazi shit and that black people feel a little reticent at going there. I, I'm not from the not from what I've seen. Is that right? Yeah. No, and, and I'll say this again, that you, you have to consider that the fundamental difference is this, is that, and, and really nobody that I've seen writes about this. I'm sure that there are academic journals in military thinking that, that, that write about this kind of stuff. You, you can't have what uh, Hitler had. You can't have what Pinochet had. You can't have what Pol Pot had unless you have a willing military to right. murder people and terrorize them into submission. Right. And we just simply do not have a willing military. In fact, 
just if the opposite. You, if you, it's happened. the opposite is what's the happening. Opposite is what's that happening right the military now. has no respect for this president and whatsoever. And the intelligence community has even less. That directs the military. If you can find one military guy out there who thinks that this bumbling buffoon moron is going to lead the way to a right-wing white supremacist Christian coup, and, and I know that Bill Maher says that, um, and, and that, of all the things that I'll say that, that for me right now uh, don't ring true, it's the thing about a, a coup. Even though we see some of the machinations of the, of the undergirding of democracy being undermined by the right wing through chicanery and Machiavellian mechanisms like uh, like the massive gerrymandering, uh, here I go with uh, again, massive gerrymandering. What are some other things? Uh, vote, vote, voter, voter sub su suppression. Sure. Uh, there's a whole host. Everyone knows what they are. If you're on the left, you know what they are. They, they, everybody's, they, we're well, you know, we're they've well been on everybody's radar for a long time. And the, and the fact that the Republicans have only won like two popular elections in the last one. That part too, holding on to the uh, electoral, college. electoral college and making excuses for that antiquated system that doesn't work. All of, the, all of, and, all of and, those and, things and, and are about holding... And divisiveness and hatred. <laughs> and, and divisiveness and hatred. But all of that is holding on to white supremacy and the knowledge that they are coming to understand that uh, um, the brownification of America is happening. I like dark skin. Well, I, I, don't, I don't understand... No, dark skin is kind of like the caramel skin. It's just nice. It's lovely. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what the white you skin know. tends to be a little ruddy. Look, I'm just I hear you. I hear you. If you had to put one up against no, no, the other no. objectively as yeah. an alien, sure. If you're an alien and you came, this is my. I always come back to the aliens. If you're an alien, sure. you travel down here and you decide yes. which skin is better. Yeah. Guess what? Dark skin is better. It just I know. Is. I know. I'm just. I'm so grateful for the, the Sicilian <laughs> yeah. blood. Yeah. You know. I mean. I, I just. You know, cause at least I can, you know, lay claim to some of that golden Ralph Macchio type skin, you know. Oh, yeah. Chachi. <laughs> Every now and again. And Chachi. And Chachi. He's the worst. He's a Trump supporter. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the worst. I know. I Who know. knows the wrong? I know. Yeah. Sicilian brethren out there, two or three generations down the line from uh, the Mother Island, you're not doing good. You're not, you're not representing well out there. You're Give not. me. Well, De Niro, I'm with you. Yeah. He okay. Acquitting himself nicely by publicly saying "fuck Trump." Yeah. I, I love that guy. He could be more eloquent. Right. Whatever. Right. But we need more. We need, we need paisans out there. Paisans. We need more of you to step up and say, "I'm I'm a leftist and fuck that guy." Okay. That's what we need because there's too many of you that are su super right wing, especially down here. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. I'm, so, I just I can't I can't be involved with that down here. You had a Facebook <laughs> post this last week. Oh yeah, Jeff, I did. Okay, that I noticed that said two early decisions that I made in life <laughs> to no one's you like that one? responsibility or direction. No, I said that it was two two to no decisions that I made in my childhood that kept me safe. That no adult encouraged. Which was? No, top safety decisions. Top safety. I made as a kid that no adult encouraged. One, quitting Boy Scouts. Two, never becoming an altar boy. And I didn't reply to a couple of the responses because I want to talk about it on the podcast. <clears throat> I wanted to save it. Because a couple of people said, oh, I was in church and the Boy Scouts and another, no one molested me. I'm like, all right, anecdotal fucking dick. Like, do you think that's what life is? Because it doesn't happen to you? It didn't happen to everyone else? Or 10%? But, but, or 6%? But it can also be like that. Or horrible fucking that, percentage? That kid, that kid, the person who wrote that could also be like, comma. But look, just for shits and giggles, my father was a fucking judge. You know, or, or just for shits and giggles, my dad was the DA. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, nobody's fucking with you for... There could be all kinds of reasons why that's not happening. You could have, a, you, could have you know, the rare 20% uh, of priests who didn't fuck children, you know? Yeah. 
And that, and that could have been the one that you worked for. You know, who knows? There are diddlers, okay? And the diddlers' highest percentage are in those two jobs. Look, football coaching. A lot of diddlers. Oh, my God. Did you read? Have you read about this Ohio State guy? A lot guy? of fucking diddlers. Did you did In you the see coaching community. The Ohio State guy. Anytime a grown man oh wants to spend God. time around I know. children, I know. You, I know. you better, like, second guess him. Everything in my youth has been vindicated. All the feelings that I had sure. in my youth has been vindicated. Sure. And you know why? Because this, like, when I was in the locker room, I would keep to myself, Right. Right. I just would keep while you're vulnerable. While you're vulnerable and blah blah blah. And I'm like, and people would be like, well, what's the deal? Why aren't you like running around and like being jovial and jocular with the other males in here? Maybe you're secretly gay. And I was like, maybe I'm not. Right. Maybe what it is is that you're all freaks, and I don't want to be around this (laughs) fucking thing that's going on here, man. Right. Because it's so. Fucking weird. Why is the track coach spending so much time with me when I'm 10? Yeah. I'm just saying. Why are you in the locker room, like, giving up when the practice is over, like, continuing to fucking be there? Folks, so, look, I, this is those thing people I'll say who responded on Facebook who said, "Not look, it happens everywhere. No, it doesn't happen everywhere. It happens mostly in churches and Boy Scout communities. Yes. It does. Because that's, that's just, it's stats. You know? It's like, it just. I Look, man. Look. There was a dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that this, this dude was weird. Because I was on the swim team. Okay? So, like, if you could pick, like, an epicenter also. Like, okay. Sure. Let, let, me, let me just say something. Gymnastics, swim team. Uh, Come on, wrestling man. team, you uh, know, diving, right? Diving, whatever, right? You know, yeah. I mean, and there was this guy, man. Just who, pick the Olympics in half the sports, it. man. I'm gonna Pedophiles. let y'all know. I'm serious, okay? Looking at you, Rummel High School, you fucked. And this dude used to hang out in the locker room because we used to practice at the YMCA, right? And everybody thought, like, oh, he's. He's the guy from the YMCA who, who, who just happens to fucking like, who happens to like the swim team from Rummel High School and hanging around. This, I mean, we were the bad news bears and, and, of, of, of swim teams. We do, suck. Do you think parents wink winked it? I don't know what they did. Do you think they had no idea or that they just knew a little... A little fondling. Was I, going think, on. I think. I think. Do you think I, they know a little fondling <laughs> was going on? I think that the. I think that the. Coach. No. I'm not going to say anything. We had a. I, we had a woman coach, and and I think that helped keep us safe. Ah. I do, because I think that the guys would have been in denial about it, and women know. They know what the fuck is up. Sure. And. And this guy, man, he used to be in there, and I, I'm, I kid you not, man, like, he'd just sit there, and you could see his eyes, like, going down, man, like, yeah. just looking at dicks and balls, you know, <laughs> the whole time. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, I like, I like he I'm would just, he'd just stand there, and he would act laughing. like he's talking to you while he's getting masturbation material sure. for later, yeah. you know, and that's what he's doing. And he's and 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 I don't know if he was like a pedophile in training, or if he was like, or if he just didn't have the balls to like make the move or whatever. But he wanted to help us with money and done. He always was there. Any dude around kids throwing around money is a pedophile. I mean, period. It's just so absurd when it's you for think us about to think it. Otherwise, it's for so us, for our parents to think otherwise. It's so crazy to think. That anything that that guy was doing was okay. Let's just say that he the would gr- hang the around. The greatest generation is full of shit. Let's get back. Think about to it, Joel. You're 14, 13 years right. old, and there's a grown you got man. Five pubes. There's a grown man standing in the locker room right. who cannot e- extract it. He can't even bring himself to extract himself from the locker room. He's so obsessed 
with like just staring at the genitalia of underage kids, man. That's I can't fathom why that takes place, but I know that it does because I experience because it's because folks, there are pedophiles in our midst, and fuck, man, if you're yes. if you want to fucking be a pedophile, you go to the Boy Scouts in the Catholic Church. Look, <coughs> my my pedophile experience was um, a dude who ran an amusement park. Right? I don't understand how we all did. A guy, <laughs> an old man. I don't mean to laugh about it, but no. when I think about it now, I just wonder how. I was, how did we? Not- I was no. I was going into the seventh grade. This because everyone this is, has one of these. This stories. is the closest I ever got to paying man rape. Right. And I got. I mean, I actually got felt up. I didn't get man raped, but <laughs> right. I got. I was thirteen. I was whatever. I was oh, going God. into the seventh grade, and I was at the amusement park that. My neighbors somehow talked my parents into saying, "Hey, ship them off there for a weekend." Right, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And and it was yeah, of like, course. Oh no, summer camp. That's the other one. Free, oh, summer, summer camp. camp. Are See, you kidding me? That's where summer camp is essentially like it's a fucking like it's a pedophile free for all for it's a crying pedophile out. Pedophile free for all. <laughs> I mean, Folks, if you're listening, don't send your kids to summer camp, dude. Look, don't be helicopter parents, but also here's the thing. Yeah. Just do this. All right, I'm going to correct the parenting (laughs) from when we were kids. Just do a Mount Rushmore. Just do a Mount Rushmore of of good people that you know. I'm like, just. A Mount Rushmore of people you don't want to. If your kid comes home and he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, yo, uh, it doesn't have to be he, she, whomever. It's like, you know, Mr. Ronnie from up the street, he wanted to give me a ride. Don't let her hang around with Mr. Ronnie. Don't, no more Mr. No Ronnie. More, no more Mr. Ronnie. No more Mr. Ronnie. Just no the more. The single guy who lives just, up the street who likes to hang out with the kids during yeah, the no, afternoon football done, games. Done. Don't let done. him hang out. He don't, has the extra don't. big Snickers bars on Halloween. And look, man. Don't. If there is some dude who is just like enamored of your kid's sports team who hangs around in a locker room. You have to confront that individual and get rid of him. You have to confront him. Do you remember that movie uh, with uh, <laughs> shit. that training day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and ahead. the guy in the bathrobe remem- re- remembers him from playing junior high football. Oh, uh, Pet- yeah. Yeah, Pedophile. There you yeah, go. They shut right. him up. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Just don't, you know. And I'm like, I don't know if he maybe, you know, did he, did he? I don't so know. I escaped. I hope, I, I, escaped. I hope none of that happened to him. Look, if I any escaped. of my fe- if any of my fellow swim team, uh, come tell us. If if any of my fellow swim team members out there experienced any uh, horrible situations as a result of being on the Rumble swim team, just give me a call. And let me know. I, you, I, we'll get you. We'll. You don't have to talk about it, you know, but we can go have a beer or something like that. I and, escaped uh, uh, pedophilia um, because I was a dick about it. I was just like, you don't get to touch me, you know? Like I, I escaped just... pedophilia because I was like, I spend no time in the locker room. Good. I get out, and I was never an altar boy, and I quit Boy Scouts. Boom. I made the bad decision of going to this amusement park, and it was just, look, what I remember about it was the weekend that I... Uh, no, it was when Princess Diana got married, and he was super into it. And I was like twelve, and he's like forty, right? You know, and he tries to diddle me later, and I like Jesus kind of punched him in the nose and ran. Out Good, of there you go. And I didn't get diddled. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he that's was what like you, yeah. And then Good I then I went back in and I grabbed my friend, yeah, Darren, yeah, and I grabbed him and told him to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Oh, good. good. But then was another yeah, help guy. your buddy out. I yeah. did. But then there was another guy there that was local uh-huh. um, who clearly was getting pedophiled. Uh. Like he was a regular. Because uh. he was like, if you let him do what he wants, you get shoes like these. He had like the Jordans. Oh, and he had all the he had gifts. All the shit. He had all the he had gifts. He had the guest jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had the Jordans. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep. And I was like, I don't want no part of this. That guy's a mess now, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. Um, so that's rough but i did have a segue ultimate frisbee <laughs> okay as an activity not so, a lot of pedophiles around ultimate no frisbee? not really like what okay what activities don't have pedophiles 
Okay, I want to say this. I want to say this, that this is the one and only time that I'm giving the Grateful Dead credit. Because there's a lot of Grateful Dead fans that play right. fucking Frisbee golf. That's right. I no, call I'm it about ultimate. I'm on the ultimate disc. Like oh, ultimate part. disc. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate. Well, even Frisbee golf. Because it turned 50 today. NPR had a front page story. That on shit's it. been around for 50 it's years. 1968. I want to see the first people that played that. I'm going to show it to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all look like dudes from Animal House, the movie. Because sure. it was around the same time. Did they have the shorts that came way up they're on the thigh? They're all wearing jeans, weird. They're all wearing jeans. But they're wearing, yeah. People used to get athletic in jeans, man, in sure the 1960s, did. man. So 1968, Ultimate and, and, was and like... And dudes were a lot thinner. It was the... It was the <laughs> no, they were. And it was the spirit of the sport. That was... Okay, there it is. The anti-sport sport. Whoa. Like the ring. Boom. NPR.org, everybody. It's the anti-sport. It's the spirit of the game. We didn't have... It's like, a diverse group right there. But you can I tell you something? <laughs> I played Ultimate Disc competitively for like six years. Wait, is that Dave Leslie? I, right yeah, it does look exactly. <laughs> shout out to Dave Leslie. And maybe a young Dave Clemens. Shit. Um, I played Ultimate Disc in five different cities, probably spanning over eight years uh-huh. and I was, I was on traveling teams and I can tell you there was no diddling you know and in fact I had some of my best like uh, consensual heterosexual moments with the opposite sex that were that during those times that was like um, you know because it was that was a co-ed sport and there was no dilly dallying it was just like, hey, do you like hey, me? I you know, like you. That's what I'm talking about. That's, you just look, do you want to get down? Look, I want to get down. Let's get down. You, and then you get down. Here's the thing, man. I'm going to tell you, so if you want to stay away, join uh, Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, maybe Fuck the church, Boy Scouts. Stay away from any traditional sport that you can think of, man. Any of these ones where it's just dudes. Running around? Stay away. God, stay away from football. Stay away from... Stay away from baseball. Stay away from baseball. Stay away from sw- swimming. Definitely it's so, stay away from swimming. It's so creepy. Stay away from gymnastics. Swimming, swimming just attracts the creepiest people. Like, swimming is the sport of Catholic priests. That's the thing that I could say. Swimming is the sport that they want to be involved in. Totally. I'm trying to <laughs> completely. So keep your kids away from that. Even though I mean I did that sport, I'd still swim. Um, although I haven't been lately, and I need two more. But I can tell you that uh, you're going to get some creepy people hanging. Can around. we finally just say that Catholics let your priest, whatever your religious views are, can you just? Ask yourself why the, what would you say, Jeff? What do you call it? The priest, your, your, your mentor, your, why should that person not be allowed to have sex? Look, man, I don't, look, 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 not a person I have to, I have to, I have to say something, it. man. I have to Please. say something. I think that that's a trope that the idea that, the idea that uh, somehow, if you have priests who are uh, uh, allowed to have sex, that that will somehow reduce the frequency of pedophilia is—I think that's absurd. You well? No, I don't think that one has anything to do with the other. I mean, you have right. a shit ton. Most majority of pedophiles out in the world are married, you know, and are are masking some kind of like double life and like sure. trying to. You know, I mean, I mean, seriously, Joel, the whole thing of being a priest is about... Ice cream trucks. Is it's it ice cream trucks. Stay away from those. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, or monitor closely, you know what I mean? Uh, but here's the other thing, is, is that the ice cream truck, man. That's a horror movie trope. Dude. If there ever there was one. Eddie fucking Murphy was like, ice cream! 
great. And they had a like whole fucking movie with his ladder pants. Steve Buscemi was a pedophile in a fucking in the, ice cream the, truck. The tree, the tree, the tree's lounge. <laughs> exactly. Great. <laughs> it's a great, great movie. movie. One of the baldos. You know what's a great movie? That movie about the pedophile. <laughs> no, that wait, was great. Was he a pedophile? <laughs> Yes. And was it Alec Baldwin? Which well, it was like, was it? oh, he didn't know that she was under it. But he did, actually, right? Yeah, she so, was hot. She, so, <laughs> there you go. Maybe you're a pedophile. <laughs> oh. I've, no, I've never acted on pedophilia. Okay, hold on. So, the thing is, is that <laughs> priests gravitate toward power. That's the, that's what they want. They, they, they The... the Catholic Church and the priesthood are a mechanism to conceal. That's what it is. It's not doesn't have anything to do with the predilection right. or or the obsession that these people have. It's it's just that they're seeking and and they're see, they're seeking institutional cloaking for a cover for what they are. And and right. I don't I don't think that any uh, change in the you know it's somebody I mean it's this whole idea uh, of that like uh, the, that the introduction of heterosexual marriage is a fucking solution to problems is absurd you know on its face for crying out loud that's that's just a crazy no but it was a crazy part, I, idea, I would say I it's part of the problem that I mean I would just say that 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 this institution where you enter it you forsake um, sexual activity draws but they people don't. in who want to but they don't behind. every single person that I've ever met who went to try and become a priest and then stopped has talked about the unbelievable promiscuity that happens behind the scenes no sure of course it's not people Joel, that's what I'm, I'm saying. They're I'm serious when I'm saying up this. For this. People go, Bye. people go into the priesthood because of the amount of available of cover and cover and cover. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Come the cover is the cover is the big point. Exactly, exactly. What's, What's up, up Spence? Spence is here, everybody. There he is. We're talking about pedophilia. Oh, I'll come in on the next episode. <laughs> What were we doing on time? But, I mean, we, 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 we really went off, man, because we started off with the white supremacists, and you were talking about in being in D.C. and your experiences up there, and I was talking about how New Orleans had contributed to uh, the thing through the monument debate, right. et cetera, and then we just went off on a tangent. No, I mean, those were all tangents that I planned on, at least. They were, they were on my punch list. I'm, I'm pulling up my punch list now. Um Sure. Yeah, please. Thank you. I, w- I just definitely wanted to get in the whole idea of consensual consensual sex. Well, I'm look, it was a big story, like what happened in Philadelphia. Of course, it's horrific and terrible. I'm not surprised. I'm going to say it straight up. I don't care uh, because I don't care. I've never been to any high school reunion, and I don't care to go, which doesn't mean that I don't like still very much people from my high school I'm still really good friends and I live in the same metro area but I can tell you this and I'll say it straight up the principal at the school at the time if he wasn't an outright pedophile he had pedophilic uh, intentions and tendencies that he was not afraid to display in public at the school up to and including like inappropriately stroking the hair of kids in front you, of other students, which which made people feel like this, Joel. Like if you're in class, imagine that you're in class and the principal of sure. the school, the ultimate authority, a person who can like put you in detention and tell you to do all kinds of things, ruin like take you off of like whatever athletic sure. thing you're in, you know, has you know this enormous sway over your life, just comes up to you and creepily starts running his fingers through your hair. Do you think it's how do you respond it's, to it's that? It's because of a homophobia, right? It's because our society never accepted homosexuality and therefore straight guys. I mean, why why is it that so many dudes act like this? 
Well, well look, I, there, is there's, no, there's no connectivity, connective tissue between pedophilia and sexuality. No, I know. I'm sorry. Right, right, I right. To, I, I just, I'm I want to say that. I want to retract my statement and say that I didn't mean that. I just mean, fuck. I just, I just don't understand why the repressed, oppressed, suppressed high school principal who doesn't know that he can be gay in society rubs in. Hey, look, I'm digging my shit deeper now, but. Well, no, I mean, I think that there is, there, there's a, there's a more of a power aspect to it. And I agree that there is a, there's a question uh, uh, that remains about like whether, how deeply scarred people are, how deeply they wound themselves by, through their suppression of <laughs> these desires that they have because they don't feel that society will accept uh, if they were to embrace themselves fully. Sure. And so they provide cover for themselves um, in, in these institutions. Um, but that, you know, whether or not that morphs itself and manifests itself into something that eventually is uh, the power dynamic of, of what we see unfolding in Philadelphia, I think is totally different. I think that the real truth is, is this, is that more than any question of sexuality, is that most people who commit sexual crimes against children were themselves abused. And that's the common denominator sure. more than anything else. And so what happens is that those people feel, I, gosh, you know, I mean, this is like really boiling down a very complex subject. They feel uh, confused and out of place in the world themselves, and institutions provide a place where people who feel that way can be legitimized in power. Sure. And, and, then, and then for some reason we feel the need to feed our children to, <laughs> to those institutions, which makes no fucking sense, you know? I mean, it's it's no mistake, Joel, that like you know, there's this thing called altar boys. You know, we have to yeah. have boys. You know, I mean, it can easily be adults that do all the stuff that altar boys do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and a variety of other things as well. You know, so it's a it's a timely issue because of what happened in Philadelphia because it's such a gigantic thing. I'm sure if they got into an investigation here in New Orleans, which is also a me, heavily Catholic town, that you would find similar results. You know, there's just no doubt. Having myself been somebody who went to Catholic high school, I had a, a Larry David moment at the march last week at the United Right <clears throat> when I was on counter, you know, counter protesters. Yep. And I was with. Uh, I think many, uh, by the way, of the yes. Unite the Right. Yes. Of the people in the incel community are uh, previous oh, altar incel. boys. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah. I think they were altar boys. Altar boys. And probably went to Catholic people, school. For sure. And were yeah. Boy Scouts. Yeah, and were Boy Scouts. And then yeah. they like yeah, delivered totally. pizzas for pizza. Yeah, yeah. That that's I get that vibe. No, from for them. sure. So me not being one of them, um, I would have this Larry David moment where I was with like the Black Lives Matters people, you know? And they were like chant calling and responding. And I didn't know whether I could say what they were saying. Because of my pigmentation. Okay, so what was it? What well, was the it was like it was like we love our skin. Right. We love our hair. We love being black or whatever. It's like something like that. And I was like, <laughs> that would seem very strange. <laughs> I was. In That's the great. No, wait. The, the weird, back. the weird things yeah. that happen where you're like, <laughs> you're like, well, am I supposed to be? We to love our. There's our because it's a pronoun. Our. We love our. Hair. If oh. it was just the, if it was just we love the black skin. Do you think I could have like killed it? You think a, pro, a friendly partaker would come over to you <laughs> and, and give me some guidance and just give you some guidance <laughs> if you were doing that, like, like yo, hey, uh, my friend. I just maybe, look, maybe I look just, to supply people. I'm like, maybe just chill. Maybe just chill. Am I supposed to be able to say this? No, they're just looking at you. They're like, just chill, man. There's no. Yeah, just hold the sign. Like, just like. Hold the sign. You know what? You know what's good for you right now? Just, it's just shut the fuck up. Just zipping it. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Just zip it. Right. Because you're not black. Exactly. Right. 
right, you can zip it. <laughs> Whatever your intentions right. are. Right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're like, no, but no, I, I have, have zip it. Zip. Just zip it. I do like black sand. Well, I mean. But I just don't have it. Well, good. Good for you, man. It's not good or bad. It just is what it is. I mean. We all have different pigmentation. It, <laughs> yes, right. right. You know? It's true. But it's I got to say, the people who think that white's better than black are fucking stupid. Well, I mean, they, they just they just headed for a fucking meltdown, man. How many black people have melanoma? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the rates are, man. Okay, this is veering off into some strange directions here, but uh, we're going to... I think that we would, so let's wrap it up. We're at 50, and then we're yeah. going to come back. Spencer's going to be on episode two. That's right. Right? And uh, look, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some saints at this point. Totally. You know, and uh, some other shit that's going on. Spencer's going to want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Of course well, he is. Well, if y'all want to hear about them. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but all right, folks. And look. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go the ahead. The truth go isn't ahead. the truth. <laughs> that's what Rudy Giuliani said today. 1984, baby. That's that's uh, where we're going right now. Was that now. today or was that yesterday? It was it was a, today or yesterday. Today but I just yesterday. want to say like, where we're going right now before we get into our little lollygag in the next episode. We are living in the 1984 novel right now. We're not because and they still, you have to have the military apparatus behind you. That's true. And so what we're living in right now is just this incredibly strange temporary fucking world it's of total bizarro it's more dr strange love than it is fucking 1984 and i agree with that thing. but i but i will say this is that i do agree that probably that you do need to be careful about the fucking about fascism so like when people say don't say the word fascism because it's, we're not really there yet and i'm like but they weren't there in 1934 either it was there's a run-up you know, the fucking plane doesn't just take off. It's got to go down the runway for a little bit and get some speed and momentum going before. And my, my issue is this, is that you have to, you have to bucket at every turn um, in order to make sure that it doesn't get any traction or gain any of that shit because the real danger is going to come when this happens. Seriously. If you have... If he starts appointing generals... Digging down, if, if there's some secret thing that we don't know about with the Trump administration to find the most sympathetic and loyal people in the military who are willing to go all the way to a coup, and there have been a few of those in the past in the United States history, that's when you start have to fucking be worried. But you got to peel that onion pretty deep. You got to peel the onion pretty deep, and I can tell you one way that the deep state's not there at all. One way that you don't get there is by going around insulting the military and the fucking intelligence services. That's not a way that you get there. He's fucked. You know, he's He's fucked. fucked. Right? Exactly. Well, we'll find out in November. We will find out in November. That's right. That is Spencer. That is when we find out. Everybody, it's GoodLifeBabe.com. Jeff and Joel tells from from New Orleans, episode one twenty eight. All right, we'll see you next time. Consexual sex. Well, that was a rich one. Okay, bye. (laughs)